the whole of the startling scene of the abduction of the Earl of Evesham's daughter occupied but a few seconds. Cuthbert was so astounded at the sudden calamity that he remained rooted to the ground at the spot where, fortunately for himself, unnoticed by the assailants, he had stood when they first burst from their concealment. For a short time he hesitated as to the course he should take. The men-at-arms who remained in the castle were scarce strong enough to rescue the child, whose captors would no doubt be reinforced by a far stronger party lurking near. The main body of Sir Walter's followers were deep in the recesses of the forest, and this lay altogether out of the line for Wortham, and there would be no chance whatever of bringing them up in time to cut off the marauders on their way back. There remained only the outlaws, who by this time would be in Langholm Forest, perhaps within a mile or two of the castle itself. The road by which the horsemen could travel would be far longer than the direct line across country, and he resolved at once to strain every nerve to reach his friends in time to get them to interpose between the captors of the Lady Margaret and their stronghold. For an instant he hesitated whether to run back to Erstwood to get a horse, but he decided that it would be as quick to go on foot, and far easier so to find the outlaws. These thoughts occupied but a few moments, and he at once started at the top of his speed for his long run across the country. Had Cuthbert been running in a race of hare and hound, he would assuredly have borne away the prize from most boys of his age. At headlong pace he made across the country, every foot of which, as far as the edge of Langholm Castle, he knew by heart. The distance to the woods was some twelve miles, and in an hour and a half from the moment of his starting Cuthbert was deep within its shades. Where he would be likely to find the outlaws he knew not, and putting a whistle to his lips he shrilly blew the signal which would, he knew, be recognized by any of the band within hearing. He thought that he heard an answer, but was not certain, and again dashed forward almost as speedily as if he had but just started. Five minutes later a man stood in the glade up which he was running. He recognized him at once as one of Newt's party. "'Where where are the band?' he gasped. "'Half a mile or so to the right,' replied the man. Guided by the man, Cuthbert ran at full speed till, panting and scarce able to speak, he arrived at the spot where Newt's band were gathered. In a few words he told them what had happened, and although they had just been chased by the father of the captured child, there was not a moment of hesitation in promising their aid to rescue her from a man whom they regarded as a far more bitter enemy, both of themselves and their race. "'I fear we shall be too late to cut them off,' Newt said. "'They have so long a start. But at least we will waste no time in gossiping.' winding a horn to call together some of the members of the band who had scattered, and leaving one at the meeting-place to give instructions to the rest, Newt, followed by those assembled there, went off at a swinging trot through the glades towards Wortham Castle. After a rapid calculation of distances, and allowing for the fact that the baron's men, knowing that Sir Walter's retainers and friends were all deep in the forest, and even if they heard of the outrage could not be on their traces for hours, would take matters quietly, Newt concluded that they had arrived in time. Turning off, they made their way along the edge of the wood to the point where the road from Evesham ran through the forest. Scarcely had the party reached this point when they heard a faint clatter of steel. "'Here they come!' exclaimed Cuthbert. Newt gave rapid directions, and the band took up their posts behind the trees on either side of the path. "'Remember,' Newt said, 
Above all things be careful not to hit the child, but pierce the horse on which she is riding. The instant he falls, rush forward. We must trust to surprise to give us the victory. Three minutes later the head of a band of horsemen was seen through the trees. They were some thirty in number, and closely grouped as they were together, the watchers behind the trees could not see the form of the child carried in their midst. When they came abreast of the concealed outlaws, Newt gave a sharp whistle, and fifty arrows flew from tree and bush into the closely gathered party of horsemen. More than half their number fell at once, some drawing their swords endeavored to rush at their concealed foes, while others dashed forward in the hope of riding through the snare into which they had fallen. Cuthbert had leveled his crossbow, but had not fired. He was watching with intense anxiety for a glimpse of the bright-colored dress of the child. Soon he saw a horseman separate himself from the rest and dash.